This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pipus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. And this spring has felt more like summer. You might uh, have already seen your neighbor out walking around looking for their next fix, or you might be the neighbor. That's me. Uh, Let's help out. All right. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? Well, I'm glad you warned me about it being cold in here. <laughs> I brought my blanket. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a little chilly. It's uh, a little chilly. I but, like it. But, but I'll take it. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we work outside. Yes. Sometimes when uh, you work in older buildings, they have their own weather zones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know. It's, we, we got yeah, one and hey, I, I'm not complaining about the temperature. No, 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 no. I had a guy come and uh, service my air conditioner on Monday. Uh-huh. I had to go outside, and I was like, "Dude, you got to turn this down. I'm freezing." Yeah. <laughs> so, what you guys? Uh, what were you into, uh, Jeff? Did you actually do anything this weekend? Well, let's see. What did we do? Or did this you enjoy oh, watching other people? Oh, do? Oh no, no. We 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 went to Natchez and uh, oh, that to is the, nice to the Mudbug Festival. Yeah. We saw Willie Nelson's son, which uh, if you have never um, seen that uh, person perform, it is unbelievable. Really? Yes. Awesome. Yep. Believe it or not, saw Willie play a long time ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I saw you know, him, too. You know, Willie's yeah. coming to the amphitheater, 90-something well, years old. There you go. Wow. Yep. That's, that's well, awesome. Well, Willie and family. Yeah. Willie and family. Maybe the yeah. son will come, I'm too. I'm sure he will. I believe they don't have to prop him up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this weekend, this weekend, I got into a project uh, at home. It was pretty cool. I went after, okay, um, I've never changed the the grates or the registers in the house, the, the ones that came oh, yeah. with the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Okay. And, um, You're talking I, about air conditioner yeah, registers. Like returns. The, return, the, uh, the, uh, the ones that blow the air in the rooms. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah the okay. registers. Yeah, yeah. registers. Yeah. yeah, boy, that's an interesting project. But it's, but it's okay, so, uh, you know, here's all these registers, and, uh, you know, everything works fine. Mm-hmm. But they got there in 1989. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I've been cleaning them since. However, you know, after so many years and whatever different air conditioning okay, situation. Wait, 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 wait. Let me stop here a second. Jeff, what? have you ever cleaned a register? You know, I was thinking the I same thing. Like, I never have. Never cleaned a register? Seriously? <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. So what I did, your register is held on by two screws. I was just okay? going to act like I did. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah no, yeah. I wasn't going to say anything, but I thought, man, I need to address this. Uh, okay, so get this. <laughs> They are. They're only held on by two screws. That's so right. you take those two screws off, and the whole the whole thing comes out. It's like a it's like a cartridge almost. The whole thing comes out, and it's got the little louver things on it and everything. Well, anyway, I took it outside, hosed it down, mm-hmm. uh, then wiped it off, and it looked you know of course a hundred times better. But then you know it's 1989. The world has touched this thing. You know, so I just got a pair a, a, a can of. Uh-oh. White spray paint. Oh, there you go. There you go. Man, gorgeous. Yeah, mm-hmm. look, look, looks brand new now. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the uh, the dollar fifty two cover up white enamel spray paint, like the contractor's edition 
um, at one of the home stores. Mm-hmm. I got that. I painted everything uh, white with the, you know, it was uh, enamel. So it's real nice and tough and, you know, keeps keeps uh, scratches off and all that other stuff. Every one of my registers looks brand new now. It's how, amazing. So I got a question. How hard was it to get them back up there? You know, because if you don't get that screw in just the right spot, you're going to be it, there. It wasn't as bad as I thought. I thought that was going to be a, uh, an issue. But uh, once you get the screw out, it, you know, going back in, you'll, you'll, you'll find what they call the meat. You know, I mean, you'll, you'll find enough in there that you can grab a hold of. So did you seal the boots while you had those registers off? No, the <laughs> boots were still good. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. What? I'm talking about where the boot meets the sheetrock ceiling. Oh, oh, uh, the well, this is these were foam. Yeah, well, yeah, there's a little bit of foam on yeah, top these of foam. that. Yeah, these foam. Yeah, all all the foam was intact. I yep. put oil. No, no, on no, 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 no. What? You're talking about the foam where the register meets the ceiling, right? Yes. yes. I'm talking about on the opposite side from the attic. Man, I ain't got time for you. <laughs> trying to make my house pretty. Well, yeah, but how about making it energy efficient at the same time? You, you know what? You're, you're killing my buzz here. <laughs> right. I was just trying to make the house pretty. I just want to make it. Well, if you're going to, folks, let me tell the listeners then, since, you know, Jason was in a hurry <laughs> to make it look pretty. If you're going to take the registers off and clean them, mm-hmm. get you some mastic tape and seal between the sheetrock and the metal boot that is on the opposite side that's up in the attic. Oh, I never thought about that. If you don't do that, you are blowing air into your attic. Well, my air is quite pretty. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and that could be a reason that your registers are nasty. Look at you. Just quit being efficient. She, yeah, I she's know. just blowing your whole mind. Right. I know it. You know, I thought I got a really cool thing to talk about this week. <laughs> Apparently not. Well, if your registers are messed mm-hmm. up, if yeah. they're nasty, uh-huh. there's a problem. Okay, they should not be dirty. Ooh, that's a that's there's a tip for you. Yeah, that's cool. yeah. If you look up and your registers have crud on them, I dare you to go home and look at your registers. My today. registers are pristine because I've already done this. <laughs> <laughs> you take the register off. I've got a YouTube channel video where I did this for a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. It changed their life. Okay. The house is less dusty. The registers aren't getting nasty. The house is more comfortable. Change of your life is a little dramatic for it the air conditioning. It was because they were having, they had respiratory issues. We eliminated oh, okay. that. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Because I'm going to do a All book. that for some duct tape. There's a book out there called My House is Making Me Sick. Oh, and neato. I'm going to... Um, I'm going to do an update to that. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> if your registers are dirty... You're blowing nasty air into your house. You just ruined my date. Right, but now Pam. it's it's pretty now. Just it give is. it about a year and it'll be okay. all pretty again. Be pretty again. <laughs> all right, I got an email here real quick I want to get to. All right, listen to and enjoy your show all the time. My home was built in 1994 and my bathroom, Jeff, my bathroom exhaust fans need to be replaced. The original fans vent to attic. Okay, some uh, some have foil duct and some don't. I've read that they need to vent outside the roof or wall, but that is a lot more involved because we have a high pitched roof. I don't see any moisture issues. Is it okay to vent to the attic? Should all fans fans vent to a foil duct? Delenn and Madison. 
<laughs> she lives she lives in the city of Madison, and that is code to vent outside, which um, I think that is absolutely, and I think Pam's going to agree with me on this, that is absolutely ridiculous. the worst thing to do. <laughs> it's what? ridiculous. What's that? Venting in the attic? We, we, we have to vent in the city of Madison. Uh, code dictates that we vent our bathroom exhaust fans outside. Now, oh, here, that's new here's construction. The, yeah, well, of course. Now, here's some. Um, well, it's new construction, but if you do a remodel, you you have to you right. have to vent it, it out. Well, if you do a remodel so, and you pull a permit, yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> You're gonna have to so, do it. But 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 the bottom line is, most of these exhaust fans are don't have enough pressure to go outside. Nope. Right. So um, even if you bought the best one, bought the uh, uh, Panasonic um, 150 yeah. CFM, mm-hmm. it's not going to push it out. It's not going to push it out. It's, so what's, it the, is what's the answer to this? Low. Get it above mm-hmm. your uh, insulation. With that foil with, with vent. The, with the four-inch. Is it, is it, no, it's a three-inch. I think, I think it's a three-inch pipe. Okay. And and it's it's uh, flexible. Yeah. And just bend it up and get it about a foot above the uh, the uh, insulation, insulation, and you're fine. And you're fine. Yeah. So you just said don't do it, and then here's how you no, do it. No, no, I said don't vent it outside. If you're retrofitting, Madison gotcha. makes us vent it outside. Oh, if you're I gotcha. getting a code. But even the even now, if the code people are listening, they're gonna say I'm wrong here. But even they will even agree with me. Oh yeah. Right. So, okay. yeah, but it's code but for, it's, for medicine. So. Well, and what you have to remember, folks, and Jeff brings up just this whole can of worms, is that codes are written in New York. Oh. The climate in New York is not the same as it is in Mississippi. Well, if, if you if, if you if you walk into new construction in the city of Madison, you will see a spider web of three inch pipes uh-huh. running for miles, twenty five thirty feet. Yeah, going out a, a vent hole in the roof. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're, they're not. It's not venting outside. It's not going. You know what I no tell way. my clients? I was right. like, get your CO. And then get somebody up there. What's and a CO? It's your certificate of occupancy from the code official. Now, I, I do not agree with what she's fixing to say. And then go up in the attic and cut it off. <laughs> no. <laughs> because what's going to happen is you're going to create a rainstorm underneath your vent. You're going to think you've got a roof leak, and what's happening is that the humidity from your bathroom can't get out that roof boot, so it just comes pouring back down in through your vent. Uh, uh. She is right. This is the biggest but, bummer of a but, show. But I'm not. I am not going to tell somebody to go violate code. Yeah, right. but I will all day long, <laughs> especially if it doesn't make sense. I'm yeah. all about common sense. Let's just use some common sense. All right, you know what, folks? We're going to take a break. Let Buzz Killian <laughs> chill out a little bit over here. Uh, time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we come back, we'll uh, list, uh, you know, some things that you can really get into this this time of year. Uh, maybe some things that you need and some projects to get into. After the break, we'll let you know, uh, well, yeah, you know what, forget that. If you've got a question, you want to join the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Larry Morrissey with the Mississippi Arts Commission. I'm one of the hosts of the Mississippi Arts Hour, the arts interview show on Think Radio. Each week, myself or one of my fellow hosts 
bringing you in-depth interviews with different creative Mississippians. We talk with visual artists, musicians, writers, as well as people who help bring the arts to their communities. We hear about how each artist learned their craft and get some insight into their creative process. You can hear the Arts Hour every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Think Radio, or listen anytime by subscribing to the show through your favorite podcasting app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHI Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Before we go to Fletch and Brandon, I, I read this thing yesterday in Y'all Politics. It's a fantastic article. Uh, 32 female inmates graduate as first class of welders in Mississippi Department of Corrections Welding Training Center. I think that's awesome. Now think about this. So there's 32 new welders in the world. And these uh, came from a Department of Corrections. But if you take a base salary, just the base of around $40,000, okay, uh, which is base. It, it's not really putting in the overtime or anything like that for a welder. Um, just that, for the first year, for those 32 new welders, is $1.3 million added to the economy. Just wow. those people. In one year's pay. Right. So that it's just a huge thing that all those people got Where trained. Where are they doing that? Uh, they were doing this at uh, the, the Department of Corrections says the training center is going to move to South Mississippi Correctional Institute in Leakesville. Nice. Um, but it's just a really neat thing. And, and these are jobs that we need. you got to know Northrop Grumman's just like licking their chops mm-hmm. you know, uh, for, for getting welders out there. Mm-hmm. So it's nice. Anyway, something very cool for the state that I thought it's just, we, we had to talk about. Um, let's go to Fletch and Brandon. What's going on, man? Fletch, you with uh, and, and congratulations, Pam. Uh, on Jeff what? Is, uh, uh, J- Jason's going off on some cosmetic tangent, and you have to bring it back. <laughs> right, right. There you go. I was beautifying the world, man. And Pam's like, you're doing it wrong. Oh, golly. What, uh, well, well, with a wife with a discerning eye, the cosmetic is is important for a happy wife, happy life. That is true. So, but I just can't believe the other two of y'all have never cleaned them. I mean, I guess if you're busy, <laughs> well, We just don't but, look up. <laughs> see, I, oh, I, I didn't. I thought it was dust that made it no. the, 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 the return Fletch, I'm not saying mine haven't been cleaned. I said I didn't do it. I didn't do it. <laughs> I, I still can't believe the two of y'all in your work have never done that just when you've seen a filthy one. Well, <clears throat> let me clarify. When you I, need and to come I was ride gonna, with me for a day, yeah, Fletch. Yeah, really. <laughs> hang out in the heat with us. No, when I bought my house 30 years ago, they were disgusting. And so I took them all off. I threw them all in the swimming pool. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's how I got them clean, the shades and everything. I just threw it all in the pool. But then I sealed mine up, and they don't need to be clean. Mine are just, I mean, they're fine. Great point. Point taken. Pam's better than you. <laughs> What's your YouTube channel? I inspect it like a girl, YouTube channel. And I have a whole thing on 
a friend of mine was having some issues and they have respiratory issues and i went over there and looked at it and there were a couple of things going on one was that their return uh, i mean their attic access which was inside the house had a huge gap in it i could actually look up and see the attic from the hallway Hmm. So what we did is we got one of those $45 zipper things, and I've got a the, there's a whole thing on that on the YouTube channel, and we installed that. So that sealed up the air that because every time their unit was coming on, it was sucking hot air and insulation and dust out of the attic into the house. So that was part of what was making them sick. And then the registers themselves, were the old round ones. So it took us a minute to locate those, and we got it from a company down in Pearl. And before we put those up, we took the mastic tape and sealed around the edges, and I've got a YouTube on that. Well, now I've got a weekend project Yeah, so. that I didn't plan on. Thanks, Pam. Madison, Codes and Covenants, you don't think Mayor Mary has anything to do with that? We are not going to get political on this show, and yeah, thank no, you for your call, yeah, Fletch. What did he say? Nothing? He said nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. He was getting political on that, but yeah, well, code officials, you know, and this is some of the challenges that builders have and inspector, independent inspectors have, is that different municipalities adopt different codes, That's and right. you just never know what you're dealing with in any specific, because Ridgeland right. doesn't want, they don't care if you vent into the attic. Right, but then Ridgeland has another code that we have to live by, and it's a shear wall panel. Uh, which cost us about $900, and typical house will use two or three of them. Madison will let us use a strap, which is about $30. Right. So it's a give and take. It is. And so, you know, what makes it fun for me is that I'm inspecting all over the place. Yeah, you can't lose either way. Yeah. So the house. I want to deal with a home inspector, independent home inspector. What we're trying to do is use common sense and talk to the consumer about not only what we find as far as defects in the house, but mm-hmm. how do you take care of your house? Well, I've got a question here that we got in on a, an email that is going to take us right there. And it has a lot to do with what you guys have been talking about. It's, it's something that I have to deal with in my home. It was a previous code that the... A lot of us are having to live with, which is okay. Here we go. Fix it, folks. We have polybutylene in our house and have started having leaks. Of course, you have. Uh, that's uh, so that you know. Uh, uh, that's the, I guess, gray kind of piping with maybe blue lettering on it. A lot of times I see, uh, or gray lettering. It 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 is. Um, it, it it was a product used through what the seventies and eighties. Or 80s and 90s. I don't know the dates on that. And it really wasn't the plumbing itself. It was the fittings. Yeah. The fit, yeah, yeah. Uh, the fittings, which they were, were they using brass with the polybutylene fittings? I don't think. I thought it was poly fittings. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was just glued together poly. Oh, yeah. that's uh, it was. It was not a, it didn't last long. No. Uh, and, and, they started having a lot of failures. I always tell folks when I find it in a house is that the bad news, it's poly. The good news is that it's still there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is good. Um, and it doesn't always, it's not like that. Well, this person asks, what would you replace it with and what do you think insurance should pay for it? Well, insurance is not going to pay much of anything. Yeah, they usually have a clause in there that they will not cover. Polybutylene. Polybutylene. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but the replacement is just going to have to be PEX. That's, that's your replacement, I would think, right? 
Yeah, that was my initial thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah just come in with, it with and the run itself in your walls and stuff is is not the problem. If you can do a good fitting off your poly with your ple- with your pecs at your what do you call them stops underneath yes. the, yeah all of that, then you should be fine. Okay, so yeah, and uh, polybutylene, like I said, I've got my home was built in eighty nine, and boy, it is all of that. Junk gray piping. It's probably oh, is it really? Huh? Oh yes, <laughs> is it? It's pure junk. And every time, and I think at every point, there has been a failure in my home at at each of the faucet points. Those areas where the water comes out, there's been a fault. The point. So, what are you, are you using pecs when you come back in and make that repair? I am where I can. Yeah, I've replaced. You know, in some things you can just get rid of all. You know, one of the things when I walked into this home, it had a polybutylene line going from the the water line from the toilet. Well, that I yanked that out and put in a braided steel line to go in there. You know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I'm just replacing it as I go. You know, uh, yeah. but it's always bad. It's always bad. And then when you have to sell that house, you have to disclose now that it's polybutylene. So. You know, your inspector you know, needs you, to talk about it. You yeah. probably need to quit talking about it because it may just be leaking right now. <laughs> right, I know. It may just be mad at me and leaking. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's well, right. no, it's it only going to leak when be, you go to the beach. <laughs> right. It could be leak or, or work. Right. Yeah. Okay, Chico's on the line in Oxford. Hang on, Maylong. We'll be right there. Chico, what's up? Hey, good morning, y'all. Hey. I, I, I appreciated Jeff's comments about Willie Nelson's son, Lucas. Yes. I, I've been a, a fan of Lucas Nelson and the Promise of the Real for several years, and I think seeing them must be something like what seeing Jimmy, the Jimi Hendrix experience. It was. Like. I'm telling you, we you know we can't get off on this subject, but it was it was unbelievable. It, it, it truly was. Chico, how come you always call here to talk about anything but home improvement? <laughs> oh no, I got a question about yeah. that. Okay. Jeff and Tam both. Okay. It, it made me wonder. Uh, Jeff's comments about Lucas made me wonder. Has Jeff, have you ever built a stage and what went into it? Oh, wow. Have you ever inspected a stage? You know, I, I don't think we've ever done one. If we did, I can't. I, there may have been a church that we did a little, well, I'm going to call it a platform, not really a right, stage. Right. I don't think I've ever truly like built, built a, a stage. Built a stage. stage. No, no, I don't we've think I have. We've inspected churches with the baptismal. Really? You know, where you have to get underneath it. That's interesting. Right. Well, that's a stage. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Jeff, when you when I get you to build a house for me, we're going to build a stage in the backyard. <laughs> Great. <laughs> right. I'm ready. <laughs> there was a house. I, now, I do remember this. There was a house that we did in Jackson, and this had been many, many years ago. They bought it out of foreclosure and came uh-huh. in and kind of, you know, it was in 2007, 2008, yeah. whenever folks were doing that. And down on the lower floor, they built a stage for their kids. Oh, cool. It was awesome. It was a stage, and they had the curtains, but it was only like four and a half feet tall. So like, so like a little theater for <laughs> it them. It was. It was oh, a tiny cool. little theater in the basement. And what I was a great like, idea for this, a basement. What great parents. That's awesome. Yeah. I would have loved growing up with something All like right. that. All right, Chico. We appreciate it, man. All right, y'all. Thanks. Let's keep going. Malon's on the line in Long Beach. What's going on, Malon? Good morning. Um, I think this is probably a common problem. I mean, I just bought a house in Long Beach. The thing is uh, 1950s. It's got an electric water heater. Now, the first time I turned the hot water on, uh, I got this strong hydrogen sulfide smell. Yep. Okay. 
And now for a week and a half, it has continued every time you use the hot water. I'm afraid of the answer. Does it mean that the whole hot water heater has to be replaced? No, it sounds like um, you should have what's called an anode on the top. It's got a hex screw on it. And you can unscrew that Mm -hmm. and take that anode to your hardware store, get another one. What the anode does, and I think somebody on the coast would have to let me know, but what the anode does is that it collects minerals that are Mm -hmm. in the water. Right. And it will literally eat that anode up. Yeah. And so if you switch that out, it should once again start gathering all of those minerals and that should help with the odor think of it think of it like a hepa filter that's full yeah Yeah. or uh, since you live in okay you you live mississippi gulf coast Mm -hmm. okay uh you you know what a sacrificial plate is on your boat that that zinc exactly okay well that that anorod is doing the same thing so uh, pull it out, get you a new one, and, but then drain that, that water heater, clean it out good, and that, that should handle it. And believe it or not, if you've not seen them or not, unless you're looking for them, but when you go looking for the anode rods at, at uh, the home store or your local hardware store, there's they've got them right there. They've got a whole stack of them, and they say, if you have yours with you, you can just look at it. It's exactly right. It's sitting right there. Yeah, I just, would take it with me, and I love Jeff's idea about go ahead and drain and flush that yeah, water heater. just will. It's, where is yours located? Uh, just off the kitchen. Oh, okay. Oh, awesome. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There Great. is a faucet at the base of that water heater, yeah. so get you a, Stick a, hose, a on hose on it and take it outside, yeah. or you could even... I've seen people put them in bathtubs and whatever i don't like that idea i really want it to go out because you're going to have a lot of minerals coming through there too right you'll extend the life of your water heater and help with that odor right all right very much appreciate it sir yeah i appreciate it once again y'all help me a lot (laughs) good have a great day you know and something that i do want to mention it's funny I'm a nerd, and I read manufacturer specifications. That's just I always fall back on what's the manufacturer it does specifications. Make you a nerd, it is. It I really mean, does. it does because yeah. I'm always looking. And manufacturer specs on water heater says you should flush them once a year. Yeah, it does. And then I think on a tankless, it may be twice a year. That's right. So hey, raise your hand in this room if anybody's ever fl- I flush mine. <laughs> But okay, I'm looking. Java's no hand no, up, no hand, no hand no up hand. on Jeff, none on mine. And another thing that uh, manufacturer specifications on these crazy GFI plugs is that you're supposed to test them once a month. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, you know, I I, I, I kind of agree with that. And your and your smoke detector. I, I, of course, I, you agree with it. Do you uh, do it? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm the only one sitting in the room that does that stuff. That's why you're the inspector here, ma'am. That's why we have you. No, I look at it once it fails. Right? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to fix it once it fails. Somebody replace that. All right. It's time for another break. When we come back, we'll be uh, going over your home summer maintenance checklist and answer some more of your DIY questions. Stay tuned. If you want to join in today's show, give us a call. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. 
Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. So, uh, number to call, by the way, if, if I didn't say it, it's 877 877- MPB ring. All right, uh, an email that I wanted to get to just right off the bat here because it's something that needs to. to, to uh, we've not talked about this in a long time. Um, all right, so good morning. I'm in need of a good handyman in the Jackson, Mississippi area. My three year old pulled on the off uh, uh, pulled the on off cord out of the ceiling light in his room in the off position. So in other words, he had it off, and then the ceiling cord. Pulled the cord, pulled it out of the ceiling fan. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. So now it's in the permanent off position. Okay. Um, and uh, so the light will not come on anymore. Could you recommend someone? Well, I cannot recommend someone, but I did. Uh, this, is, this is thanks in advance, Will. But I did want to say we've talked about this before. Places where one might find handy people, uh, not necessarily. Uh, you know, when you're looking for the the the. Um, Licensed contractors, that's one thing. But if you're looking for a handy person, um, that's another. And, and you know, I know you guys as licensed contractors are never going to recommend handymen. But um, I recommend handymen. Do you? <laughs> yeah, for gosh, me, yeah. Yeah, for me. Well, and some of the places I'll tell you that I've been able to find – and this is no, this is not an endorsement. It's just worked for me a couple of times. The app Next Door. Next Door. That's Next, exactly what I was going to yeah, say. Next Door has helped greatly because you can go on to you know in your neighborhood area and say, hey, I'm I'm looking for, uh, you know, of course they'll tell you if you have a plumber, which is a which is like a certified thing. But hey, I need someone to you know staple these gutters back up or whatever. You know that you know a handyman. Yeah, and I would tell. Person. What's the the person who wrote this? His name is Will. Yes, Will. Okay, Will, you need to have a list of things because if you don't, right. to change that chain out is going to cost you. A well, lot. yeah, I was thinking he can buy a new fan. <laughs> yeah, for for what it's going to cost for. I mean, for a company like like ours to come over and do it, I, I'm gonna. I, you'd be cheaper buying a new fan, right? Well, so that's why he wants a handyman. He wants to pay somebody well, fifty well, bucks. Yeah, but but see, the fifty he can't come over fifty dollars either. Right, yeah. right. You know, unless he's working next door. Right. No, but but to Pam's point, what what she's saying, there's more things wrong with your house than just, just that, that fan. Just that fan. I, right. I guarantee it. In other words, mm-hmm. you're saying something to make, else needs to be done. So, in uh, in other words, to make it worth the handy person's time sure. to come there. They, well, and worth your money. Yeah. <laughs> so so okay, are you paying? Are you paying for a job or an hour or what? What are you doing? You know, well, normally it's you know I don't well I'm not sure how. They they price it out. Right. It's going to be different. According I mean, it's, it's going to be a hundred dollars. It's, it's going to be a hundred dollars pulling the driveway. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, replacing that string, which is right. very easy to it, do. It's right. easy to do. Yeah. Now, is it worth a hundred dollars? Absolutely not. But it's going to cost that handy person. Right. You know, it's going to cost them something to get there. Mm-hmm. Well, so. okay. So let me let me help you with some other things. If not next door, which is a great place to find 
people to just do little things around the home. Um, another thing, uh, you know, your, your own network, believe this or not, if, if, if you've got church people, they've got a handy person. So everybody's got a handy person somewhere. So um, check around. Another place to find handy people that is a, just a great asset. Uh, just about everybody lives near a real estate agent or a realtor mm-hmm. or a broker. Every one of those people have a Rolodex of handy people and contractors sure. or whatever else that they can call on on, right. on a pretty quick notice to, to make some stuff happen. So if you've got a realtor friend or a real estate buddy, they will probably know exactly where you can find a handyman pretty quick. You know, what What a lot of our customers will do, it's just like Pam said, they, they, will, they will make a list. Yeah. And they will call us, you know, every six months, every you know, quarter or whatever and say, Hey, we need our gutters cleaned out. We've got a, we've got some caulking maintenance around a window, a little bit of touch up paint to do. And Oh, by the way, that, that one faucet that we've been worrying about is still leaking, you know, so, so they, and they send us that list so we can send our handy people over there, you know, for half a day or a day Uh and get, and get everything done. Right. So, okay. And it's either, Hey, it's either pay me now or pay me later. Right, <laughs> deferring that maintenance mm-hmm. does not make it go away. No, right. you just pretending it's not there, and this goes back. I pre- it's preaching of the choir, but right. I'd get my house inspected every four or five years. So you've got that list. We do that with right. Jeff, you know. So now you've got a complete list, and you can pick and choose the things. Right, and then also having a competent contractor to look at it and go, I really wouldn't. Keep putting this one off. Right. You know what? I I do want to say one thing about this. This person was looking for a handy person on this. Um, The the thing that you're working with here is actually typically on a ceiling fan what's called a light kit. It's a, it's, a, it's a second part to the fan. It's not typically a part of the actual fan uh, mechanism. So uh, one of the things that one can do, I've done this myself, the pull chain on your fan, believe it or not, at, at the home stores or your, or your uh, local hardware store, you can buy that little pull chain thingy for about $2.30. It's yeah, plastic. It's, not, it's yeah. nothing. There's four screws. You unscrewed yep. the base plate. Right. And probably what happened is that, and I've had this happen on mine, mm-hmm. is that you pull on it so hard that it retracts it re- up it into retracts the, back. Right. Yeah. So it's you exactly have to just replace here. that whole little yeah. part right there. But you know, if uh, if if you cannot see if the if the little chain has gone back up in there, you can take the bottom part of that light kit off. If you'll look, there's a big screw in the middle. A lot of the times that you can take that one thing off, and the the little. Uh, cup holding it up there will kind of fall out. Well, you'll see the little pull chain thing inside on, on, on one of the sides. And like Pam says, it's screwed to the side of this thing. So you can simply unscrew it and take it to the home store, uh, uh, replace it with the exact same thing. There's not many of different ones. They're all pretty much the same, really, to be honest. Um, and you can replace it for, like I said, a couple of bucks. And, and it's so simple. 
Even I've done it. Have you done it? Well, there see, you go. I've done see, it. See, there you go. John can do it. Anybody can. Now, there's, hey, that's a true statement. That's a true statement. There's hot, there's hot wires in there, so yeah, well, you do have to turn your electricity off. Let's make, let's make off, yeah. sure the power's off. Turn your power off. Yeah, first things first. Power or off. It will the light cool thing, you up. Well, the cool thing is, this days there's so many other options. Back in the day, when you had to turn the power off, you just hoped you had big windows. Now you got flashlights on your phones, and I mean, you can put. I have one. I have a flashlight whenever I do anything electrical or especially plumbing. I have one of those lights that you strap around your head. Oh, I love them. You yes. look like a goofball, but it's perfect. It's for, perfect yep. for yeah. working on something like that. Now, let me tell you where the challenge is. What's that? Bifocals. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am in that yep. category. And yeah. I mean, because you have to angle your head uh-huh. so that that bifocal is. I tried the glasses that had the bifocal going right. all the way around it, and I missed some rafter, some joist, or whenever I was up in an attic, and I was like, "Oh, I can't, I, yeah, I can't do this." <laughs> yeah, because everything looks closer. <laughs> right, right. All right, Kent's on the line in Cleveland. What's going on, Kent? Oh, I was just thinking I, I wish they had those headlight flashlights when I was holding the flashlight for my dad many oh, years ago. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. 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 Hold the flashlight. Stop that moving. Was, it. That was traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. About uh, generators, uh, I have gas, and outside I have an outlet for a gas grill, and I was, I'd been looking, thinking for a few years about getting an uh, emergency generator, but uh, the question I had, main question I had was if, if like there's an ice storm and powers out for a week or so, do you lose gas anyway? Like, are they not able to? Pump no. It? Uh-huh. Typically, you're not going to lose gas. Now, the gas hookup that you have for your grill is not going to run that generator, um, uh-huh. which is easy. I mean, you it's easy to get gas. So don't don't. Let that deter you from getting the the generator. No, and if the, these things are so fantastic, Kent, I've seen it, my my father had one for years, and it was gas. Uh, it was uh, gas fueled, um, uh, natural gas fueled. Yeah, and and it actually it came on like every Monday by itself to check yep. itself. Auto and checks, right. yeah, it unbelievable. Well, and they it, do that when I'm out there. Scares. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I come three feet but off they, the ground when that thing comes the, out. The, the generator manufacturer will tell you the, um, oh, what's it called? It's water volume. Uh, there's another word. And, and they, they tell you what size, um, how much gas you need to go to that generator. Once you, once you know that, you call your gas company or your plumber. They will plummet. Plummet. Mm-hmm. They yeah. will plumb it for you. Yeah, and uh, it. Yeah, and do and do the startup. So, okay, so it needs to be a, a dedicated line, not that. Yes, sir. That, yeah. Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah, with a yes, sh- with a shut off on it. That's where once you have a generator, you, you it's that's right. It's unbelievable. If you, it's awesome. If you need it, the day you need it, and if it works, it'll be every bit of money you paid for. Oh, it. yeah, it'll be great. Sure. What is the typical yeah. cost on something like that, Jeff? Uh, a twenty-two kW, which is the I'm I'm ninety-nine point nine percent sure that's the largest air-cooled or oil-cooled right. engine. Uh, those things are going to run installed with your switch. Uh, I, I'd budget ten grand. Okay. That's not bad. So, I was thinking. 
I was thinking something you know just portable and smaller. Not okay, now now, now that's a total different deal. If it's going to be portable, um, that's probably going to run off of just gasoline. Yeah. Um, just be careful. Make make sure you have proper venting. Right. So, so you don't get you know the poison. The biggest thing uh, you want to do with a smaller portable is make sure that if you have to use a transfer switch, uh, if if you're going to use this thing, otherwise you've got to use you know uh, extension cords, cords and, and stuff yeah. like that. But you want a transfer switch. But it's very important. The transfer switch is the thing that makes the power come from either the power company or from your generator. Mm-hmm. They cannot be on at the same time. Um, and, and even with the uh, and uh, uh, thank you for that. And yeah. even with the portable, you can't run off the gas grill line. You're saying. Well, I don't know a portable that runs off of off of, of natural, natural gas. No, no. Now they they may make them, but I I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not familiar, familiar with, with that either. I bet they would though. Yeah. One would think I, that I it would be. I don't know that that would be a little Google search, but I mean you you could buy a good size uh, generator. Uh, that you know would power a few lights. It's not going to power your your air conditioning, but it would power a few lights. Your freezer and your your, your refrigerator would probably be about the best you could you could hope for. Yeah, I've got one of those at a. Uh, it, it's thick, six thousand watts. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it'll it'll do the fridge and some lights, fans, things like yeah. that. It it uh, you can find a, a decent one out there, Kent, and they. Uh, I don't know, thousand dollar range. Yeah, fifteen. You know? Yeah, thousand fifteen hundred bucks. So. Yeah, yeah, and then um, and then I don't know if there would be a problem with getting gasoline in the, like a, like a tree situation. You know, uh, Katrina, we had a huge uh, problem yeah. getting gasoline. It was a mess. So, well, I, I, th- I do think we have learned from that. Since. Yeah, I do too. Well, I do too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but still, when you talk about a catastrophe, right. where you got trees down and you That's can't right. get anywhere, and uh, can't one other suggestion? Let me tell you this: if you really want to get a deal on a generator. Wait till two weeks after the storm is gone. Yeah, and people yeah. are unloading generators <laughs> like you wouldn't believe online. So. Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a good tip. And I, just quickly, also, I see uh, inverters versus a regular. I don't know if there's a, mm-hmm. a better one than another. In- inverters are fantastic. I don't know anything about the the, ne- uh, the brands. I use inverters all the time. I think they're a fantastic tool, which is just an electrical. Thing that you put on a uh, a power supply so that you can turn it to AC, you know. Volts. Yeah, I mean, I've seen advertising inverter generators versus a regular generator. Right, I inverter just generator. I just saw that. Yeah, so. inverter generators are fantastic. They don't use nearly as much gas or right, or it's much more efficient. That's a that's a, a great idea. It's well, great I was idea. researching the Ford F one fifty. Lightning, lightning, yep, for a hundred grand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you can. Uh, but it says well, you, you can power your house you with it. You can power your house. Yeah. That's right. For a hundred yeah. grand. Yeah, it should yeah. be my house. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. I Thanks, Kim. All right. Um, look, let's just go ahead and go to John and Corinth. What's going on, John? Not much. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, uh, a couple of buddies and myself back, in, you know, several years ago, I lived in Hot Springs, Arkansas. We decided we'd become general contractors, and I guess we were on paper. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right, yeah, good for you. <laughs> and anyway, we, our first job, it was like a three-story old house there in Hot Springs, you know, real, real, and we were converting it into single rooms, you know, like studio apartments. Ah. And everything was going pretty well until we got to the restrooms, and we started 
doing the vip pots from the toilets. And we opened up the wall, and there was this, I guess it's maybe three-inch, four-inch black pipe of some, like, uh, clay pipe. I don't know. Cast iron pipe. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a stack? Yeah. Oh, God. What is that pipe? Is it cast iron? Or yeah, I think it. Yeah, and, and the, the way they filled it was with uh, molten lead. Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm very familiar with that. Filled it mm-hmm. with molten lead. Yeah, at the bell, it had a bell on the yeah. end of it. You you put your you put the other pipe down in there, male and female, mm-hmm. and then you sealed that with uh, molten lead with the with the melted um, hot hot lead. Sorry. They discovered this during the Middle Ages, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was in the 20s or so. You know, <laughs> I think so. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I was wondering how they could have... I, I was wondering how they could have solved that problem because I said, to hell with it. I'm going back to Mississippi. Right. But, yeah. Well, you know, John, I've got a similar story. When, when we first opened Houseworks 22, 23-plus years ago, everything was going fine until and and is myself and my business partner and we did everything we did demo we we did it all and everything was going fine until we got to the 220 in the kitchen so i cut the 220 with a pair of dykes oh my gosh oh yeah he was on Oh, oh, it was my a gosh. nice little oh. spark. It was it was Fourth of July right, right. there in the kitchen. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Everything was going beautiful till we got to till the two twenty. To the two twenty. Jeff Jeff learned delegation that day. You, hey, you're exactly right. <laughs> I'm better selling than doing. Right. So yeah. let me go sell. Okay. So now I need to tell my story. Right. So before I opened home, my inspected like a girl business, I was doing handyman right. stuff, handywoman, whatever, and. A friend of mine, their hot water heater, electric hot water heater, had gone out. And so it just needed a new element. Well, the panel said hot water heater, so I flipped it off. Mm. But it wasn't the hot water heater. Oh, no. And it was in the attic, nice. and I was straddling the attic yeah. access. Oh. <laughs> I was like, there was language coming out of me. <laughs> oh, boy. I bet that's when you went and bought a voltage tester. Well, you know, one would think, but yes, note to everybody out there, just because it says it's for that appliance, you better check it. You know, a human wrote that on there. (laughs) I was about to say, God forbid any of us read a book, you know, instead of just cutting a 240 by ourselves. (laughs) Um, Okay, I got a neat email here. Morning, guys. Is it? Is it okay to paint over the hunter green stain on a cypress house? It says I'm uh, I'm planning to paint the house a light chocolate brown. Something told me try uh, someone told me to try washing off as much of the stain as I can. Is that advisable? Thanks, Troy. I don't know how you wash out stain. Uh, if something's stained, it's it's, it's stained. stained. Yeah. It may, you may need to seal it. Right. Well, and, and, or and clean it. And you Let's do need to clean. clean. Yeah. Let's get it clean. Right. What about uh, painting cedar? Uh, is there is there any take unholy a lot of paint thing? If you don't say, I don't, I don't. I mean, yeah, we we do it on our on our columns on front of houses. I don't, I don't think right. there's anything wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, okay. I had it on. It was beneath the brick veneer on my house. Mm-hmm. That that you know anyway through the years, and so what I did with mine uh-huh. <laughs> is um, the brick. We took the brick veneer down. And I wanted to reside. Right. So I just chipped away at that cedar siding, and it makes great fireplace kindling. 
Really? Mm-hmm. I took every bit of it off. What did you put up? I put up a, a, a veneer that is a... I got it... Um, it's been up there about five or six years now, but I put a different veneer up. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's cool. like a foam that looks like stacked rock. Oh, cool. Okay. And people like, like that's not real. <laughs> so, yeah. No. Nope. No. That's cool. Well, um, uh, wait a second. Let's do one more email. All right. I've got a crack in the ceiling across my upstairs hallway that has appeared. Is this a sign of foundation problems? Well, it all depends. If your crack is straight, it's probably just the sheetrock, the tape. Probably. Has someone been in the attic recently? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because the the sheetrock is screwed to the ceiling joist. Uh, You step on that, it could flex. Uh, Just because you have a crack in your... Uh, mortar or your sheetrock does not indicate by no means foundation, foundation failure. There's a huge difference in foundation issue and foundation failure. Uh, oh, that's important. Well, yeah, and you want the telltale signs. What we look for as home inspectors is we're looking for cracks that look like a lightning strike. Right. So if I look up and above a door, the mm-hmm. header on a door, which is the top part of the door, and that door is uneven. And at the corner, it looks like there's a lightning strike in the sheetrock going up towards Coming the off ceiling. Diagonally, yes, sometimes. Right. Sometimes. Always. Then okay. there's probably a, something, there's something going on, right. and you need to get a professional over there to take a look at it. Same thing in brick. Right. If I see a lightning strike along the mortar, mm-hmm. I may not be as worried about that as if there's it a lightning strike. It breaks the brick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now you got... I agree with that. Yeah, so you open your windows and doors, you check those, but just cracks and sheetrock. Of course, we're all, you know, we're all, we all get triggered around here because, because yeah. so many foundation right. problems. You know, I mean, and it's so easy for, for us to say, oh, you have foundation problems. Yeah. Well, just because you have a crack in your foundation, I mean... In your ceiling. In your sheetrock ceiling yeah. does by no means indicate you have foundation yeah. issues. Not first. My first inclination would be, did somebody go in the attic? Right. Was it an especially dry day? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there could be all kinds of reasons that it's it's happening. Right. Well, you know what? Uh, We we got through that pretty fast, guys. This is starting to happen a lot more. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Thinker Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.